Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. How are you guys doing today? I am recording this on February 9th at 2.20 p.m. I am doing good. I've been playing a lot of Halo because there's a new season out, and I'm trying to complete it, and I am actually on the last 10 rewards. So that is awesome. Out of 100, I'd say I did it pretty quick, and now I can save up for other you know, seasons. Uh, today we have an incredible episode for you. Uh, it is celebrating the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, which is this month, and I kind of have something going on, and I feel like I could just go ahead and announce it here because you're going to definitely understand what I'm go- getting at when you listen to this episode, but I am celebrating each generation of Pokemon release thus far uh, for the remainder of the year. So once a month, we will all go on a audio journey <laughs> as we kind of discuss the generations of Pokemon. So as you could imagine, this episode is all about Generation 1 and all the Pokemon in it, as in the games, the movies, and the series. You know, I asked Brandon and Brian from another vinyl page who are on the show, uh, you know, just a few questions. We all give some of our favorite memories of the games. And yes, that is Red, Blue, Yellow, Fire, Red, Leaf, Green, and also Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. They are all based around Generation 1, so they uh, count. Uh, Obviously, red, blue, and yellow is what the anniversary is based on. Uh, There's a lot to talk about here, and honestly, this episode was so damn fun. I hope you guys enjoy it, because it was just a blast to record. Seriously, uh, to have all of us in person talking about this stuff is just ridiculous. It was so much fun, and uh, I think you guys got a really good episode to listen to here. And don't forget to check out Brian's page, so that is another vinyl page. On Instagram, that is another vinyl page. There will be a link uh, in the description to his Instagram page. If you follow me on Instagram, I will be tagging him as well. Go show him some support. uh, And also check out that giveaway that he plans on doing soon. Um, He's just got a great page. And music in general is amazing. But when you include video game and movie music as well, uh, some of the records he has are just ridiculous. They're awesome. Uh, So thank you to him and Brandon for being on the show. Uh, there's a few points in the show where I accidentally hit the table in my laptop, so I apologize for that loud bang that you're going to hear. <laughs> Just, uh, I apologize for that. Um, for the most part, uh, this episode is unedited, so it went really well recording, but I also really loved listening to it myself. I listened to it in my truck and my headphones. Uh, the volume's great. I believe it is at a good quality, and I just really like the authenticity of the quality um, so I hope you guys enjoy it too. Um, yeah, so I have uh, two other episodes we recorded this weekend, and that's fun. They are, um, I can tell you now, one's on Elder Scrolls, and the other is a bonus episode for you guys. I'm really excited to get them all out. Each episode has a different set of guests, and I think that is absolutely incredible. So, yeah. Uh, how about that Super Bowl, huh? So that was fun to watch. Normally, I am only an, an offensive watcher. I just like seeing the offense play in football. But, uh, you know, Tampa Bay's defense really came out and really won that game, you know. And then Tom Brady, uh, what another successful um, Super Bowl for him. How about that, huh? <laughs> uh, first year on Tampa Bay and he's already winning Super Bowls. Um, I just think uh, that's really cool. Uh, it should be time for him to retire, but something tells me he's not going to. Anyways, uh, the reason why I'm bringing up the Super Bowl is we had a Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer 
uh, that showed, uh, you know, I would say several scenes that are brand new, and I just, I'm just so excited for this series. I think it looks incredible. I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Um, Captain America is my favorite hero, so anything that's following his story to an extent uh, is really interesting to me. Uh, I like Winter Soldier, you know, Bucky, and I do like uh, Sam as Falcon. Uh, obviously, they're great characters, so I'm excited to see them uh, kind of work together or lack of, since uh, they don't really get along very well. Yes, I made a mouth with my noise. I don't know what that was. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to watch that, and I just wanted to talk about that real quick. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. It's very important. Keep keep date. You know, I keep the show updated there. I'm really working on it. Not good at it, but I try to. <laughs> I hate posting to social media. Um, if you're interested in doing that, uh, let me know. I might just let you do it. I'm just kidding. But you should make sure and follow me on Instagram. That is it just works pod at on Instagram at it just works pod. So make sure and follow me on there. If you have any questions, concerns, topics, anything at all, and you want to hit up the show, if you have a different opinion and you want to share it, be sure to do that on my Instagram. You can also email us at it just works pod at gmail.com. Once again, that's it just works pod at gmail.com. Be sure to hit us up there if you have any questions, concerns. Seriously, make your voice heard. You're the listener of the show. I want to know how you feel, what you think. Don't forget to also rate the show. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to scroll down. While you are listening, if you are bored, it takes less than 10 seconds. Scroll down and hit five stars. That helps us out so much. When people search for the podcast, they will find the show because of the ratings. It means a lot to me if you guys do it, so please uh, consider it. And yeah, make sure to subscribe to us on there and also follow us on SoundCloud. That is where I post the episodes. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So without further... Oh, you know what? I forgot something. How about that? So last week, just about every week, there's a development update for Halo MCC, uh, future content, uh, flights, just cool little tidbits of information to know what's coming to the game. Um, there is one thing that is interesting. In this last week, they are quoted saying that they are also looking into, uh, very soon, new and fun ways to play Halo MCC. The only thing I can think of that is like pot, you know, for sure, is uh, xCloud, you know, on the on the iPhone, you know, on iOS. That is something that they're still going to be doing and is uh, due this spring. Uh, the only other thing I can think of as well is it coming out on the Nintendo Switch. Now, I know that sounds crazy. But I think the Xbox and Nintendo uh, relationship is going to grow this year. I think that there's going to be some things that none of us expected to happen. And I think it's going to be great. I hope it does happen. Seriously. Uh, Yeah, so I wanted to let you guys know about all that. And any further updates, any, excuse me, any further updates, I will make sure and add them into the next episode. Um... Just get buckle yourselves in. This is a fun episode about Pokemon, all things Pokemon Generation 1, all of our favorite memories, Pokemon we didn't like, you know, all that fun stuff. So that's enough of me talking. Let's go ahead and cue that intro.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and today we're going to be doing a deep dive into Pokemon Generation 1 to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. I have two special guests here today, one returning and one brand new, but we're going to start with the brand new guest, Brian, from Another Vinyl Pages here. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me on the podcast today, Ryan. Brandon, you are back for the first time in like 40 plus episodes. How you doing, man? Welcome back. Doing great. Happy to be back on the cast. It's, it's pretty crazy to have you back, dude. It's been way too long. I know people are going to be excited to hear you. It's going to be great. Uh, but before we jump into Pokemon, uh, we're going to pass it over to Brian, and he's going to talk about his amazing vinyl page. Brian, uh, take it away. So my record page, I showcase my collection that I've been collecting for 13, 14 years. I have music from bands, like of all kinds of genres. I have artists and movie and TV show soundtracks, video game soundtracks, which is ones that get a lot of attention on my profile. Like a lot of people like seeing those ones. I do free codes that I give away for downloads. And I do plan on giving away a Zelda 2 vinyl pretty soon. So yeah, follow my page. Yeah, guys, you heard it here first. Brian will be giving away a Zelda 2 vinyl, or, yeah, vinyl? Yeah. Yeah, a full-on vinyl he'll be giving away soon. You can follow him on Instagram at Another Vinyl Page. Uh, once again, that is Another Vinyl Page, and you can check the description of this podcast, and you will find a link to go follow him on Instagram. Anyways, as I said, we are here to talk about Pokemon, and I'm really excited to dive into this, as it is one of my favorite franchises of all time, and we're celebrating the 25th anniversary so we're going to get into that, and we are talking about the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. They will most likely be having a Nintendo Direct, but we're going to go ahead and speculate on what we're going to see. I'll go ahead and go first. I really believe that they're going to show a trailer for the Diamond and Pearl remakes. If they don't, I'll be shocked. We've talked about this for years. Um, <laughs> they should be here by now. I don't know where they're at. I also believe that they're going to show a trailer for Let's Go Johto. I really believe they should continue that franchise. I think it'd be great. Uh, I love the first one. And then obviously we'll get a gameplay trailer for Detective Pikachu 2. And just to throw a curveball out there, there's actually been some rumors on it. Um, I believe that we're going to get a 3D collection. So they're going to do the 3DS games. And then they're also going to do another collection for the previous games. The gold, silver, red, blue, yellow, and third gen. I believe they're just going to completely separate the two collections. But, Brian, what do you think we're going to get out of this? Oh, my predictions are a little bit different than yours. I do not think we're going to get a Let's Go Johto this year. I do not think it's going to be the same year as Diamond and Pearl remakes, and I think those ones are pretty much cement not cemented, but they're pretty likely at this point. We have Pokemon Snap coming. We know that. I had a feeling that maybe they could do a collection type of Coliseum and XD, port those over. I think I thought about that the other day, and it kind of made sense. And another Mario collection type game, maybe it's going to be limited, like the Mario one, but with red, all the original games. But it's going to be split among two, with red, silver, and sapphire, and the other ones for two separate ones, so those are my thoughts. It's kind of funny talking about all the collections, right? You're like, uh, one collection will have red, blue, yellow, ah, oh, shit, there's like a bunch of other yeah. games. Yeah, it's so tough, I had a hard time. I was like, how do I come up with it in the collection? I was like, oh, well, they could do the 3DS games together, and then they can do the original games, I guess, together. Uh, if they did Coliseum and XD Gale of Darkness, I'd lose my shit. Those, are, those games are extremely underrated, in my opinion. Pokemon Coliseum is one of my favorite games of all time. I would love that. Brandon, what do you think we'll get from a 25th anniversary Direct? Uh, Pokemon Dash Remastered. 
Oh, shit! <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I think you made a really good point, Ryan, about uh, potentially getting Let's Go Johto. I feel like that was a very uh, good point of access for younger generations of Pokemon fans to get into main console games. And uh, it's it's predictable, but I believe we should be getting some at least a reveal trailer on the Diamond and Pearl remakes. Um, other than that, I don't really have many... Uh, Many predictions for the 25th anniversary, but they better remaster Pokemon Dash. Yeah, and I, I, I forgot to add, we'll most likely get something for Pokemon Go, as that's still going strong. They'll probably show a trailer of their success, uh, or a new mobile game that we don't want. Oh, they also haven't showed anything about the MOBA, the Pokemon MOBA. Remember that? What was that called? Unite. Uh, Pokemon Unite. Unite? Is that what it's called? Dang, I think it was Unite. We did a whole podcast on it, Brandon. That was like right before you took off. Do you think they might have canned it to the backlash? Or? Uh, I mean, was the backlash really that bad? Mild upset. Well, all I know is that that's going to be a popular game if it does come out. We'll see. Uh, I think it is called Pokemon Unite, actually. Yeah, it is called Pokemon that's Unite. Congrats, thought, Brent. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought Pokemon Unite looked cool. I want to see more of it. It's a free-to-play game on my Switch. I mean, and my phone. What more do you want? What do you guys think of that? I'll give it a shot, but it's not something that... Seems too exciting for me, personally. What do you think? Same. I'm not really a huge fan of MOBAs to begin with, but if you put the Pokemon logo on it and let me play as my favorite Pokemon, then I'm in. Yeah, no, I am too. It's not my preferred way to play, genre-wise, but, I mean, you put Pokemon in something, I'll give it a shot. Uh, I'll fucking sleep to Pokemon, because apparently Pokemon sleep is a thing. So anyways... As I said, at the top of the show, we're talking about Pokemon Generation 1, so we're going to go ahead and do that now. Uh, We're going to go ahead and start with our favorite Pokemon, the best way to start, I think. And uh, Brandon, what is your favorite Pokemon from Generation 1? This was a tough question, because you always want it to be your starter. Obviously, with the first gen, it's it's really memorable, Um, you know, but uh, I'm going to have to go with Scyther, honestly. I remember wow. I remember going into the Safari Zone and just hunting relentlessly for one of those. It was it seemed like such a such a wild goose chase that when I finally caught one, it was just it was so satisfying and um you know Blastoise was my starter, but I think that that golden goose that I finally got that's top for me. The the sprites for Scyther, Pinsir, uh yeah, Pinsir mm-hmm. and King is Khan in the Safari Zone back in the day were dope. Like, yeah. you, oh, yeah, you knew immediately if you found one because it was like a mat, like it took up the whole screen. <laughs> but uh, honestly, bro, like I couldn't agree more. Scyther is such a, an amazing Pokemon in my Fire Red playthrough right now. I actually have one. Uh, I did beat the Pokemon League with it in my party. Uh, Scyther has a really good back sprite in Fire Red era. Uh, it's dope. Uh, it's always been one of my favorite Pokemon as well. It's probably my favorite bug Pokemon, maybe tied with Heracross. Heracross Ooh. is my boy. That's a good contest right there. Uh, I like that. Mainly because of the anime. Uh, I just thought Heracross was a really cool Pokemon for Ash to have. But turns out, I found out recently in year, or the recent years that competitively, Heracross was broken back in the day. Oh, yeah. With a base yep. attack power of, I think, 130 or something like that. It was stupid. Uh, that's a great choice, dude. Uh, Brian, what is your favorite Pokemon? Mine's always, my, mine's always been a tie between two. I really love Cubone. And Farfetch'd. Both of them tied uh, the anime appearance of both of them. I think Cubone was only in like the fifth or one of the early episodes of the series. And that last trainer had him. And Cubone was just 
a little menace, and he had the bone, and he would just beat the hell out of Pikachu, and I like that. <laughs> and then Farfetch'd, I like because it was like just a little duck that didn't evolve, didn't do nothing. I've tried using it play- in playthroughs; it's not strong, and it's <laughs> it's extremely hard to use and get anywhere with. But I think that's why I like him. He's just a useless duck. <laughs> okay, okay. I always liked him because of that. Yeah, no, that's uh, those are two very good choices. Uh, I am like you. I actually did use uh, Farfetch'd in one of my playthroughs. It was uh, actually gold. So when I finally got him, once again, I know I know it's weird. I, I think I'm the only person that's this picky. But if a Pokemon had a cool back sprite, he was on my team. Oh, yeah. Definitely rotated out. And Farfetch'd, till this day, has one of the best back sprites. The, the leak is in his mouth, and he looks like he's about to cry chop somebody with a wing. Yeah. Uh, he's a really cool Pokemon. I love your choice. Um, for the sake of everyone being different with their choices, uh, I've already talked about mine being Charizard before, uh, but I kind of want to talk about the Pokemon I first uh, liked the most, and it's not that different than him, it's Charmeleon. Uh, Charmeleon always just uh, really hit something for me. I always thought he was just such a perfect Pokemon. His design, it's very basic, but I love it. In the anime, he was really cool. And the way Charmander evolved into Charmeleon in the Executor episode, you know, when there's a trampling, I just thought it was really cool. Um, I had all his toys. I uh, just I love that Pokemon so much to where I played a Fire uh, Red playthrough without even evolving him. So nice. pretty good stuff. So now we're gonna move on to least favorite Pokemon, and I will go first this time, and it's Lickitung. I just hate his design. That's it. So I hate Lickitung. That's all I got. I think he's just terrible. Uh, I hate looking at him. The only time I've ever liked this Pokemon is in Detective Pikachu. Like, I thought they did really good uh, with that Pokemon. But, Brian, what is your least favorite Pokemon? Well, that's a tough one from Gen 1. The first one that comes to my mind is Jinx. I mean, it's just a unlikable Pokemon. It looks hideous. I mean, it has a cool type. I'll give it, I'll give it that at least, but... Dude, I didn't even think about that. I hate that fucking Pokemon. <laughs> Jinx is terrible, and I know we're talking about Gen 1, but, like, Smoochum didn't help at all. It's kind of cute. And originally it was... Jinx was originally a trio with Scyther and... I think it was Electabuzz. They were, like, a trio. And they each got evolutions. Or was it was a Magmar. Magmar. Magmar, Magmar Electabuzz, and That's Jinx. what it was. That's yeah, what it yeah. was. They were a trio, and then Magmar and... Uh, Electabuzz got evolutions, and Jinx just got left in the dust, so... That's probably for the better, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, what is your least favorite Pokemon from Generation 1? Oh, man, it's kind of a tough question, but honestly, I'm going to go for a Pokemon that absolutely makes no sense and has done me wrong in so many occasions in the power plant. Electrode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I that has tricked me so many times, and it's an Electric-type Pokemon that doesn't know any Electric-type moves. Useless... Zero out of ten. We'll never catch again. I wonder if he's coming back for Gen 2 when we talk about the power plant where you have to go with Lance and you have to fight a bunch of... <laughs> I actually like the electrodes in the power plant in Gen 2 because did you know you can just run away and encounter it again yeah. and get the shiny chance? Yeah. That's like the easiest shiny you can get, essentially, because you just run away. Yeah, right oh, next wow. to Red yeah. Gyarados. Uh, yeah, I think that's a... I've always liked the way he looked, but yeah, I guess it's kind of a useless Pokemon. Yeah, flavor-wise... Get it, but I mean, if I had to pick one from Gen One, it'd be, it'd be Electrode. Okay, it's a lazy evolution. That's for sure. Just flip it. Upside oh, down. I mean, him and Magnemite to Magneton is like yeah, and Diglett. You know what's weird about Magneton though is like I've always thought that Pokemon looked dope, and all of his cards in Gen One looked amazing. Oh yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, so that's our uh, favorite and least favorite Pokemon from Gen 1. Uh, we are now going to move on to the games. We're going to start with red, blue, and yellow. And we're going to give our first impressions playing the game. Uh, when we got it, uh, if you guys remember, I'll go first on this one. I remember picking the game up at GameStop uh, in my local mall uh, with my own birthday money. And it was just, just amazing. It felt good to buy my own game, even though it wasn't with my own money. Crazy. Uh, I love the game right off the bat. I couldn't kill Bra or I couldn't take out Onyx for a while. In fact, I actually, you know, I chose Charmander, obviously. Uh, I actually had a Charizard beating Brock because I was so bad at the game that I had to level up Char Charmander all the way to a Charizard. And so Brandon here can attest to this. It's always a, it was a running joke back in the day that I'd always have a Charizard by the time I got to Misty. So uh, it's pretty rough. But Brandon, what are your, uh, when did you get the game and what were your first impressions of it back in the day? So it was Christmas 99, I had just moved into my new house, and uh, it was, I, I equate, I equate it basically to like starting a new chapter in my life. Uh, I got blue version and a purple Game Boy Color, and my older sister, she got red version and the atomic purple uh, Game Boy Color, and we split those evenly and then got Pokemon Pinball all in the same Christmas day. And it just uh, changed my life. Honestly, I picked it up and played it any chance I could on the way to school, on the way home from school. I made sure that it was always in my mom's car. And um, yeah, it just, it really opened my eyes to the world of Pokemon. And, you know, there's always that ridicule you'd always get back in the day. But uh, I loved it. It taught me, taught me everything. It, like, it helped me with my reading comprehension. It Helped me with counting and learning that. So, yeah, it's... I attribute a lot of success it's to it. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> yes, I agree, all around. It taught me to be nice to animals. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, Brian, what, when did you get the game, and what were your first impressions of it as a kid? Well, actually, I, I got the game pretty late, but I played it because... Growing up, my sister was in dance classes and all that, and I would always have to go and just wait until she was done... And so were all the other little brothers there. So I made friends with all these other little brothers that were there. And one of them was, like, this rich kid who had, like, every single game. <laughs> and there was a good, like, month where I would always go watch him play his Pokemon game, watch him play his Pokemon game. And eventually he got bored of it. And he's like, hey, you want to borrow it? So I think I borrowed it for, like, a good month. And that's when I played it. I played through the game. And then I became, like, addicted to it. I would talk to school kids about it. And then actually some school kids showed me or told me about the Cinnabar Island glitch. And as soon as I gave him his Game Boy back, finally, I showed him that glitch. And, like, he didn't know – he had no idea what was going on. just, like, blew his mind. Yeah. So that was cool doing that. I'm actually really glad you brought up that glitch. I didn't plan on talking – I didn't plan to talk about well, it. I showed somebody that, and it's like they couldn't believe, what, like, what they were seeing. Because it was, it was so weird back then having, just, like, something like yeah. that. I know. I remember having that reaction, yeah. too. And then – uh, I believe you can find Mewtwo like that. I don't know if it's every Pokemon, but I know you can for sure find Mewtwo with Missing Number. Yeah. Or Missing Go, depending on how you want to call it. Um, yeah, man, that was insane back in the day. Like, mm -hmm. you were the coolest kid on the block if you knew how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just so many good memories with that. Um, I just love those games so much growing up. Uh, do you remember, like, playing the, the your Game Boys as you were driving? You know, your parents were taking you somewhere, and then it got dark at night, 
and he had to find a flashlight to put it on before they came out with the light that went into the little charge port. Or, or if you're a true OG, you could uh, just use the street lights and play it every couple seconds. Yep, that's why I was always like leaning over into the the window. My parents were like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I gotta play. I can't see it." Anything to get that Pokemon fix, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think any game will ever be like their, your first experience with the first two gens. You know, like. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I didn't care about any other game. I was just like, I just want to play this all the time. And I was practically addicted to it. Uh, yeah, so what do you guys think of the game now? Do you guys think it holds up? Or do you guys think that the other versions definitely are the way to go? Brandon, what's your stance on this? Well, when they announced that they was going to go to the eShop with the redos of red, blue, and yellow, just straight up port to the Nintendo DS... I bought them and was really excited to play through them again, even though I had the original copies. However, um, it doesn't hold up for me quite well. I'd rather go back and play, um, you know, Fire Red, Leaf Green. That's the bare minimum, I would say. That's like this. That's like as far as you'll go back third gen, maybe. Yeah, base level. It's just it's I can I can still appreciate it and have those fond memories. It's just uh, it's kind of a chore now. And as we all know, as adults, we don't have a whole lot of time on our hands like how we did back in the day. So yeah, man, you know, playing the twenty fifth or the twentieth anniversary games, they re released the games on the three DS Virtual Console. That's right. Um, you know, replaying Yellow all the way to Cinnabar Island was really tough. I mean, it was fun because we had so much nostalgia. We're like, oh my god, we just downloaded this game and now we're able to play it. Like, oh my god. And then they said when the games were announced that you could transfer them to the new games, which I believe was Sun and Moon at the time. Yeah. Uh, that was just mind-blowing. The, the fact that you can give a Pokemon a team that hasn't been seen in 20 years. And then, like, Bubble Beam. I used to always run a Nidoking with Bubble Beam. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the fact that we were able to replay the games and do that, that was cool. But actually playing through the games was a little tough. Uh, Brian, do you think red and blue hold up, or do you would you recommend something else to people? Oh no, I think red, blue, and yellow have aged like milk. It's no, I've never been so nostalgic <laughs> for something, but I have no need to ever play it again. Like, yeah, Gen One was great and it shaped my like love for the series, but it's a broken mess. Like, it is. I, I, it's not fun. I could play the other iterations of it any day. Instead, like, definitely. The fact that you can probably run through the entire game with the Alakazam that knows Psybeam and Psychic and beat everything like it's nothing is pretty stupid. Oh, yeah, you can just tank through with a bunch of Pokemon. There's, like, a bunch that are just overpowered. If you have that on your team, you're done. You, you win. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, man, it's pretty rough. Um, I, I'm kind of with you guys on this. I don't, I don't think, uh... They hold up enough for somebody who's like, oh, I just got into the games. You know, there's a lot of games today, like Halo 1, you know, or uh, Zelda. You can go back and play them, and it, it still feels okay. Uh, I believe they just remade the first one. Or what, what was that remake that came out for Zelda a couple a year ago? Recently? Yeah, wasn't it Link's Awakening or something? Isn't that the second or first one? Link's Awakening, that was like a total, like a total remaster, You're not right? talking about yeah, Link's Awakening remaster worlds, the first one? That is, yeah, but it's not the... Original, oh, like oh. graphics and everything. It's Link's updated. Well, that's what I'm saying. Isn't yeah. it a remake of the original game? No, it's a Game Boy game. Well, it's not the original like NES one. If that's what you're thinking. That's what I'm thinking. It's not. No, no, it's the no. Game Boy. It's a remake of the Game Boy game. All right, well, I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, there's some games out there you can go back to the first, but I would recommend with Red, Blue, and Yellow, you probably stay away from them. 
they're great games, but maybe go watch the trailer on YouTube or the menu music on YouTube. You really don't need to go back and play them. Well, now we're going to move on to the games that you might be able to go back and play, and that is Fire Red and Leaf Green. Uh, Brian, you're up. What was the first time you got this game, and what were your first impressions? This is honestly one of the first remakes I ever saw. What about you? I think I had just gotten my Game Boy Advance SP, and that was one of the first games I bought. And even then, I knew it was like leagues better than the original, and I just sunk so many hours into that game, and it was it was fun. It was like yeah, I went through the region already, but everything felt brand new because you got to see it in this, like all this new light and coloring, just everything looked like so sharp and better than it was. It was, yeah, it was definitely an upgrade. That's my definitive way to play Kanto. Like, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think it's more than just nostalgia goggles when you talk about this game. I mean, it, in my opinion, this is the first real video game remake. Fuck. I keep hitting the computer, everyone, and it's making noises. But anyways, I think this is like the first video game remake out there. That's like a full-on remake of what originally came out. I mean, yeah. it came out in 2004, and I'm, I don't know if I can put money on it, but I'm pretty sure it's the first like full-on video game remake of its original, you know, its predecessor. Uh, looking back at it, yeah, man, dude, this game is a complete reimagining of it. The music's different, the moves are different, the animations are different, everything. Uh, it's the complete package, plus you got the Sevi Islands, all that fun stuff. But, my mom, she's the MVP here, uh, I'll never forget, she took me out of class because I had a doctor's appointment, and she took me to a local Target and picked up the game for me, and I wanted to cry. Uh, I'm really sad I don't have the, the, the box still, I left it in my backpack for like five years because the game meant that much to me. Uh, as you've heard before, I'm pretty sure I said it in our very, very first episode, my favorite game of all time is Fire Red. Uh, so yes, I recommend these games to anybody who wants to jump into the Pokemon franchise. But they're also a part of 3rd Gen, which, spoiler alert, because we're, we're going to be talking about it eventually, 3rd uh, Gen is my favorite generation of Pokemon. Uh, I think this is the best way to start your journey with the franchise, but Brandon, what are your thoughts on Fire Red and Leaf Green? Well, I remember getting Fire Red and Leaf Green... You know, on release day, I didn't get pulled out of class, but uh, it was my first interaction with uh, pre-orders. Pre-ordered it at Target, and uh, got both versions, and I was just insanely hyped, because you see the trailers for it, and playing through blue and yellow version as a kid, and then having those upgrades, it was just, it was uh, unreal, and it felt like going through it all over again, and Getting to the Sevi Islands, catching Johto Pokemon, which I absolutely love. I mean, Tyranitar and Houndour all day. Or Houndoom, but you can catch their... Well, Houndour is pretty great, too. Yeah. Also Larvitar. Uh, you know what's crazy about that? You know, you're you talking about watching trailers and stuff. I didn't even know the game was out. Really? Yeah, I, until about late middle school, early high school, was not good with the internet. I didn't have a computer. My dad would never let me use his computer. So that's that's what kind of made my mom buying the game for me so magical is like we were I obviously, you know, we're shopping at Target. She's going to let me go check out the game section. But she noticed that I kept looking at it and it was the game. I saw it in the cage. I'm like, "Huh, that's weird. I've never seen that. Fire red. Like what does that even mean?" And then the guy, you know, obviously took it out of the, the lockbox. He let me look at the back of it. I'm like, "This is the first one, but different." And then I bought it or you know, she bought it and oh my god. Uh, I just remember all the hours I just drained into that game, and even then, the playthrough I have right now, um, 
my current playthrough, literally here in 2021, has I think almost 80 hours on it. Absolutely. Pretty, pretty crazy stuff, man. Um, would you guys what, go ahead, Brandon? And uh, also, if you want to keep in mind, if you want to point somebody to in the right direction to play a Gen 1 game, I don't know if you guys remember the feature you could push, I believe it was left bumper, and it was. Uh, like a helpful guide. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah so yeah. it was it was like an appropriate amount of hand holding as people refer to it nowadays. And there was so. also the Tichi TV, mm-hmm. and it was just a fun little extra bit. And um, you know, it's something else you can kind of appreciate from that game. So that's all I wanted to actually say extra on it. Um, copies are pretty cheap, so if if you guys can find it, yeah, you can literally buy a copy of this game for ten to twenty bucks. People have repurposed them or um, you know. Done it on their own. I bought a second copy of Leaf Green for ten bucks like a month ago. Uh, the other thing this game had that really made it stand out from the rest is the Versus Seeker, which allowed you to uh, rebattle certain trainers, almost all of them, but not all of them. It's really weird how they did that, but <laughs> uh, you could rebattle some of them, and their Pokemon either stay the same level and are easy XP farming, or they actually go up levels to battle you again with evolved Pokemon. Or just Pokemon in their 40s where they were in their 20s. Uh, that feature alone added so much replayability back in the day, it was stupid. There was a guy between Vermilion City and Cerulean City. It's a butterfly, or it's a butterfree trainer. Oh, I know exactly what He's you're level 20. About. He's yeah. literally right before you enter Vermilion City. And I would just sit there with my Charmeleon and go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would just use the Versus Seeker over and over again on the guy and... Uh, that poor Butterfree's been burned <laughs> so many times, I'm going to hell for it. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much Fire Red and Leaf Green. Honestly, it's just a timeless classic that I don't think is based around nostalgia goggles. Like It, it truly is a, a love letter to the first games, but Brian, go, go ahead. I always thought it was interesting that those games were only made because you couldn't transfer from red, blue, and yellow anymore, and they didn't want people to like leave their Pokemon behind, so... They made remakes so you could replay that gen again and transfer up again. Like, that's why that gen or remakes were made. Yeah, it's really crazy that the hardware limitations made them remake a game and it ended up being one of the best games of all time. Yeah. Like, really, it's it stands out. It's just insane. I also never thought of it like that. That's, yeah. That's an interesting and then it started point. the yeah. whole remake thing because, yeah. Yeah, they wanted to make sure you can transfer all your Pokemon or at least experience it and get your Pokemon again. Uh, back in the day, it was pretty easy to like get the same team you had yeah, anyways, yeah. so that, that's why it was really cool they did it. But now we're moving on to Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Uh, games that uh, everyone in the world were like, yay? It's the game that nobody asked for, but we got anyway. It's a game that no one wanted, but we got anyway. It's a game I knew I wasn't going to like, but it had Pokemon in the title, so I had to buy it. It was a day one purchase, absolutely. And it's yep. yet another reimagining of Kanto, and I was like, "Sign me up!" <laughs> That's right, I'm a Gen One. I'm just kidding, everybody. But no. Uh, when the trailer came out for this game, I was like, eh, "This is really what they're going to start with a Switch?" Okay, mm-hmm. your first home console, like like mainline. I'm doing air quotes, mainline Pokemon game, and it's like a loosely Pokemon Go like main game. I don't know. It was pretty rough. Uh, I remember when the trailer came out, I was like, meh. And then, just like Brian said, you slap Pokemon on the name or the title, and I was like, I'm going to get it, boys. Uh, when the game came out, I was blown away. I loved it. I love everything about it. <laughs> I, 
I hate how much I love this game. I think I have uh, 80 hours or almost 100 hours total because I play on a different profile for uh, a different save file. Um, the game was so much better than I anticipated. Uh, there's my air freshener that's not even shooting out air freshener. Uh, anyways, should probably take that out of the damn room since everyone comments on it. Uh, honestly, the game is great. I just think uh, it's a shame that they didn't reintroduce the Sevi Islands again. Uh, why remake the Kanto region but not include the extra content from the previous game? Uh, the battle system for online was terrible. Uh, honestly, now that I'm talking about it, the lack of abilities is pretty rough. Uh, you know, Brian had said that before we started the show. Uh, he makes a really good point. He's kind of dumb. Uh, my only major critique for my major critique for the game is that honestly, you just can't battle the wild Pokemon. I believe you should have the option of either just trying to catch it, like Pokemon Go, uh, which they implemented very well, or just the traditional system where you battle the wild Pokemon. But uh, Brian, I know you want to say a lot about this game. Uh, take it away. Oh, from the first trailer, I just knew it wasn't going to be for me. I could tell this game was specifically targeted at the people who just got back into Pokemon from Go. So they haven't played since Gen 1. They don't know what a good Pokemon game is. They were, like, targeting them. And I could tell that from every trailer, every little, like, screenshot we got, it seemed like it wasn't going to be a game for me, but it was the first Pokemon game on the Switch. Like, I had to give it a shot because I wanted to play Pokemon on the Switch. So I got it. I was underwhelmed. I think I got less than halfway through, and I put it on the shelf for, like, six months at least. Eventually, I went back to it. I finished it. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was underwhelming. I, I understand who it's for and why they would like it, but as someone who's played the series since the beginning, like, no, it wasn't for me, but there was some things they did do, do right. I really like the catch comboing for the Shinies. That was a great addition. I kind of wish they would have kept that. And Shinies in the overworld, obviously, that Obviously, that's a great addition. I think those are my main two things that I think Let's Go got right. Well, I think being able to ride Pokemon and have them follow you out of the ball, too, for the oh, first yeah, time. Oh, yeah, you ride them as well. I forgot. Yeah, like Charizard, you fly on him. Dope. Uh, Snorlax, you literally ride on his gut. Yeah. <laughs> and Macham cradles you. It's awkward. Uh, but Arcanine, that's a really cool one. You oh, sit yeah. on top of Arcanine, and you remember how big he is because he's a giant doggo. Uh yeah, man. The the shiny Pokemon in the overworld was kind of mind-blowing. I'll never forget seeing my first shiny uh, Magikarp. <laughs> it was dope. Did you hunt it, or did it just yeah. like, spawn? No, it was the okay. easiest. Uh, the one that spawned, believe it or not, the first 45 minutes I played the game when it launched, I got a shiny Pidgey. Nice, nice. I still have to this day. Uh, very boring Pokemon to get in a shiny form, but I was blown away. I'm like, ah, that was quick. This game is meant to be. I think I just had, you know, from there on, I was like, I'm going to like this game. Yeah, I got a shiny Pokemon. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts on Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee? Uh, honestly, I'm. You guys both made really good points. Uh, same, same situation as Brian. Actually, I picked it up, got about, you know, to the end of the Elite Four, and I never bothered with the shiny hunting or anything. Uh, I thought the catching, it, you know, it, they they really did try and bring the people from Pokemon Go into buying a Switch, getting that game, and. You know, you can easily tell who it's targeted to, but you can also make the argument that, you know, hardcore fans that have been there since the beginning, like us, essentially, you know, we can get enjoyment out of it as well. So, but personally, I, um, 
I thought it was a great game for everybody, but uh, just personally, it wasn't for me. Yeah, man, it's definitely not for everybody. It's it's a dumbed down version of the games up until the Elite Four, unless you've done the uh, the candy thing. Uh, oh, so yeah. the other thing you could do is just farm the candies. They brought back candies from Pokemon Go, but really gave it a twist. Yeah. Uh, so basically, you can uh, upgrade the combat power of your Pokemon just like Pokemon Go. But for me, I had a shiny Gyarados that was broken at level 50, and he had the power of a level 100 Gyarados. It was awesome. Uh, there's just things they did with this game that were nice. They're unconventional. They're not things that should be in the mainline fr- uh, the mainline games. Uh, a new generation shouldn't have some of the things that are in Let's Go. And I think that's why I appreciate it, is that there's multiple things accomplished with this game. It's how do the Pokemon look in the overworld on the Switch? Can we bring people from Pokemon Go? People who haven't been around since Gen 1. Uh, people brand new to the franchise just got a Switch. I mean, the Switch is the highest selling Nintendo console of all time now. It just surpassed the 3DS uh, last week. I believe it was last week. Uh, it's just, there's a lot this game does for new people, people coming back, and then people who just want something slightly different. Um, and then to be able to ride on a Charizard, to be able to find shiny Pokemon. I mean, it's dope, all right? It it fulfilled a lot of dreams. Okay, guys? It's not as oh, no, old. absolutely. It's just those weren't my dreams. However, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> those just weren't my dreams. <laughs> and the thing, and, and what you, uh, the point you made about the first time it being on the Switch, uh, there's always those semi-mainline games that kind of introduce the franchise to the hardware, like the jump from uh, Game Boy Advance to Nintendo DS was, I'm pretty sure it was literally Pokemon Dash. That's what made me get a, uh, a Nintendo DS. Yeah, no. I hate that game. I don't know why I whispered it. <laughs> I want to make it known. I want to <laughs> shout it from the rooftops. Yeah, I fucking hate it. You know why I hate that game? <laughs> Scratch tell- the shit out of your DS, that's why. I'll tell you why I hate that game, because all you got to play is a stupid fucking Pikachu. And there's, like, Charmander there, and I'm like, let me play as him! I had the original DS, and I think I didn't even buy that game growing up, because I could tell that it was, like, going to be trash. Like, you guys have played it, <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I've heard it was bad, but, you know, you can just tell. What do you want me to do? I was a kid, I was needy, my parents, thankfully, you, you know, don't gave me the... Pikachu in that game? Dude, it's pretty bad. Really? You know what came out after that, or before that, or at the same time? Sorry, Pokemon Ranger. I thought you were going to say Trozy, or whatever it was called. Trozy. Well, that, was, that was a little bit after. Honestly, right? all yeah. three of those came out around the same time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was like the the spin like the spin off era for sure. Yeah, because that's when they did Coliseum, uh, yeah. XD well, Gale of Darkness. But those are good spin offs. We should also have a separate episode specifically specifically about Mystery Dungeon, the best Pokemon games that aren't actual Pokemon games. I need to I need to play the remakes. Have you got them? Oh, I, I bought it. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the remake really? on the Switch, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I bought it, but I haven't played through it, but it's it's amazing. So, oh, man. I meant to do a review on it, actually. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, the remakes of Red and Blue are good, but there's something about it that really sucked. And I don't remember what it is. We'll touch back on that another time. <laughs> <laughs> Random sidebar. All right, Brian, go ahead. There was one more thing I wanted to say about Let's Go. I had absolutely no interest in going through Kanto a third time. It's a great region, but, like, I've gone through it twice already, like, and that's not even considering how many times I've played those games. Like, it's I was going to cool, say, the, the replays, yeah. It's a cool region, <laughs> but it's like, I don't need to go through a third time and it looks slightly better. Like, I know you're looking at me angry. You love Kanto, I can tell. Dude. I don't think you're appreciating the graphics. I'm just like they, totally dogging. This Let's region go. looks better than fucking the Gala region in Sword and Shield. Like they added so much detail to Kanto that we haven't seen before. 
I'm trying to think. I don't think I'm it looks the, better. I'm than... in the belief that we don't need any more new Pokemon. We don't need any new generations. I think we just need the fucking entire, like, generations all in one game. But if they continue this let's go route, I mean, at least we get to see everything again. No? Okay. I If they do put out let's go Johto, you know. Um, assuming that's what we Assuming yeah. that's the case, I would still probably go back and play. Damn, dude. Let's go Magby and Elekid. Tell me that wouldn't be well, dope. People were saying it was going to be Togepi and Cliff. Uh, I want to say. Oh, uh, it's oh. probably P- Pichu and Togepi. That's what I meant. That's yeah, what I yeah, that's that, that would be more plausible. But I'd still go back and play Original Crystal on my 3ds. You're telling me if they made a Let's Go Johto, where a complete reimagining again with two regions in it, you wouldn't be excited to re-experience all of that. Now here's the here's the thing. I would be I'd be stoked out of my mind because it's my favorite game, favorite region. Plus my second favorite region, all in one game. Absolutely, I will. I will play that game all the way through and then some. However, a game can look as good as it can, but mechanically, it's going to be missing all the points that are in Heart Gold, Soul Silver, Gold Silver Crystal, and same thing with Fire Red and Leaf Green. It's got mechanics as you're going through the Cancer region. Yeah, it's got Game Boy Advance graphics, etc. But it's still. I believe personally, again, personal opinion is a more enjoyable and complex you. and complex experience. Okay, so Don't we're gonna we're gonna take a, a quick break from Gen One to dive into this topic. It's we're gushing over Gen Two, yeah. Now because no, I no, no, we're not we're not gonna keep going into Gen Two. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna ask you both a simple question. It's a total curveball. Uh, Brian, you can go first. Good luck. What the hell do you want from Pokemon? Next, Ooh. you have the you. This is what you want. You get to call the next game. What do you want? Because I don't think they can... Pr- I'll go first, I guess, to give you time. Yeah. I personally don't think there's anything else they could do for us. Bring back the Versus Seeker. Make competitive as balanced as you possibly can. Stop making new Pokemon. I don't think we need any more new Pokemon. Gen 8 actually pulled... Or Gen 9? Wait. Gen 8? Oh, Gen 8. You're right. Uh, Gen 8 actually has a really good Pokedex. I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, just stop making new Pokemon. Make them follow you. Uh... Bring back Pokemon and me. I like that. I don't understand why people didn't like it. Uh, combine all the regions. Maybe do an MMO. I don't fucking know. But I think they need to move on to something else. I think that the the mainline games need to stop. They need to do a massive mainline game where... I don't think they should do it like this. But I understand they got to make their money. What if we just completely restart? Gen 1 is what we get first. Then they release Gen 2 as an expansion and keep going with the regions. But you get to keep your same team. Maybe every region has Pokemon that weren't in it before spilled into it. So it's like Black and White 2, which, oh my god, I can't wait to talk about that someday. But what if it's something like that? Where all the futures that everyone wanted, they they vote on it, they do a ballot, and it's like, this is the game we're getting. And then from there on, we get like Pokemon Coliseum type games, you know, where there's an actual story to it and, you know, risk they have to take. I just don't think there's any reason to continue the franchise in terms of new Pokemon. I think we're done. But it's not going to happen. I'm not saying that's going to happen because we all know it's not. Brandon, what do you want? What is your ideal Pokemon game as an old fan? Like, oh, What do you want? My God. I think, I think you're right about uh, the fact that they're making so many new... The, let, me, let me roll that back. I apologize. Um, there does not need to be any more new Pokemon. I think... The Pokedex of 800 plus is just right. If anything, they can do regional variants. And if they do go back (laughs) 
how you how you described earlier, um, and remake those games. Yeah. True to the series, and they put like Cantonian, um, Cantonian Skarmory, Cantonian Trico. Hmm. No, no, that's not gonna happen like that. But I, I, I don't really know what would be my perfect Pokemon game or what I want from the series. I'm kind of just sitting back and watching what happens, and um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, it's got to have the. Me- Mechanics of Fire Red Leaf Green and the graphics of Sword and Shield. I don't I don't have a good answer for you. Well that's why Let's it's a curveball and that's why it was really yeah. fun to ask you, but I totally forgot about the whole regional variance. Oh my oh, god. I love those they can they can expand on that like crazy like, and I'm I'm there for it. Even though Sun and Moon sucked ass, I really do like that idea. <laughs> yeah. Dude, those games suck. Yeah, they were really bad. Like, people say Sword and Shield's the worst. Ultra, Sun and Moon are fucking trash. It is literally a $40 price tag for a two-hour expansion, which is Team Rainbow Rocket. It takes two hours to beat. That's it. Yeah. And you didn't do it. And you didn't do it. I had to tell you guys about it. But I replayed that game pissed off because it's, it's like, slightly different. But, you know, the, the, the island challenges. Yeah, yeah. And getting the Cosmos different. And going into that realm was actually cool because you know how they do it. Everything they do like that is always fun as shit. Like the uh, Phantom Realm with Giratina, the Sevi Islands and Fire Red and Leaf Green. Like that kind of extra stuff that wasn't there before. They always seem to kill it. Or like the Delta episode in Omega Ruby and Sapphire. So like Sky Pillar yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah just yeah. like that kind of stuff. They always seem to do like top-notch shit. But the rest of the game, I swear to God, is a ripoff. Like I, om- I wanted my money back. Yeah, Gen 7 is going to be a short episode. I think so. Not much love for that, Jim. It was too handholdy, and that's just one complaint I have. Well, we'll get into that at some time, but the reason why I'm talking about it is because I thought those games sucked, but the regional variants were cool. I remember us freaking out about them, like, oh, what's next? Because they revealed them very uh, slowly. Uh, I think Ninetales still takes the cake for the best regional variant. I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. I mean, uh, Golem was pretty cool, but eh, he's whatever. Um, Brian, what is your ideal Pokemon game? See, I can think of a lot of, like, little improvements to the game, but, like, as far as, like, exactly the game I want, like, I can't think of that. They've been using the same 3D model since, what, X and Y? And, yeah. And the battle animations, like, in Sword and Shield look, like, absolutely trash or, like, embarrassingly, embarrassingly bad. I just want, like, good battle animations, a good overworld, new models. Like, that's my main, like, complaint right now. Like, just, I like when the games... It's a new generation, and it takes, like, a bit of a jump. Since X and Y, I don't feel like they've taken that big of a jump. Like, I remember when I first saw the Sun and Moon trailer, I'm like, it doesn't look that much different from X and Y. And looking at Sword and Shield, it's on a home console now, and it doesn't look that much different from the 3DS counterparts. That's like... I don't remember who the YouTuber is, but someone just made a really good point that the 3D sp- uh, the sprites were cool because a different artist had to imply their interpretation of that Pokemon. So that's why Gen 1 had a different sprite, you know, Gen 2, they all had different sprites. Where, you know, if Gold and Silver had two different sprites for every Pokemon. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the problem with switching the 3D Pokemon games is that there's no more sprites. So oh, there, it's like, there's so many 3D Pokemon that like didn't transition well. Like Typhlosion got like screwed so bad. My boy. He looks terrible in 3D. They, they massacred my yeah. boy, man. That's it's yeah, such a travesty. He's pretty bad. <laughs> 
God, who else is pretty bad? That's just one that comes to mind. Blastoise doesn't even use yeah. his fucking cannons. Yeah, it's, it's... Oh, yeah, in a yeah. home console Pokemon game, he doesn't even shoot water from his cannons. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, dude. I think Pokemon Stadium had more animations than... Oh, people always compare that it's, it's oh, hilarious. Yeah. I think there's an easy way to fix it. Well, when it comes to the moves like Blastoise, yeah, shoot out of his fucking cannons. But in terms of the Pokemon and their 3D models, there should be poses. So the game Monster Hunter allows you to pose your hunter. You can literally pose with your sword and shield out or your bow. Why can't Charizard just stand there? Why does he have to be flying the whole time? Like you literally press a button. Like you have a, it's basically customizing your Pokemon. I think it should be a feature where you can choose the position they're in when they battle. And then obviously they need to add more move animations, of course. Every time I see Mega Kick, I still get annoyed that it doesn't even contact it. It's just like a footprint. Like it's so bad. I get annoyed every time. But if you go to the Pokemon camp, I, I'm not just saying Charizard because he's my favorite, but it's the most noticeable difference. Yeah. He's just standing there. He looks clean as fuck. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that in the battle? Like, yeah. the ba- that's, mm. that's what Pokemon is. It's battling. Yeah. It's catching and then battling. And I think doing poses would really fix so many of those critiques. I think everyone would be like just blown away by it. Which, by the way, we forgot to talk about that. And I know it's because I'm the only one that's recently played it. But Let's Go actually does have different animations than Sword and Shield. And it looks cleaner than Sword and Shield. It has you, more than Sword and Shield, mm-hmm. really. I've it, noticed. I was like, oh my god. These graphics are way better than Sword and Shield. You know why? It's because the Pokedex is missing 650 Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. those animations apparently look so good. That's, you know, that's so stupid. So... What did I see as well? So, Heart Gold, I know we're, it's a Gen 1 show, but now we're just kind of going off the rails. Um, uh, so, Heart Gold and Soul Silver were made by 20 people. 20 developers. Sword and Shield was made by over 600 people. So, yeah. The games kind of suck a little bit. That's pretty sad. I thought Crown Tundra was cool. Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, I want to go ahead and bring up on your later point how you uh, referenced Monster Hunter. And how you could do poses uh, with your hunter uh, by the push of a button and a menu. But I think even if you want to relate it to another game, think of when you're playing like a first-person shooter or even a third-person adventure game. And you're sitting there idling. And Master Chief, for instance, in Halo, any, any of the ones in Halo, he'll go ahead and lift his gun up, inspect it, take a look at it. You know, check, check the magazine. You know, all those cool little bits that you'll see while you're idle in a video game, you can kind of... I would like to see that in Pokemon. Like how you mentioned Charizard, uh, think it, think of something that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Think of uh, the first Pokemon movie. How you have all the trainers Pokemon lined up, and they're just looking like they're ready to kick ass, right? That's pretty dope. Scene. And then you have all the clones set up right there, they, and they're just sitting there looking intimidating, and like they can just sit there, and, like, and Charizard can just flick his nail and be like, you know, furl his brows and be like, this, this thing that you're fighting, that thing I'm battling, doesn't mean shit. And that would add so much more character. And I feel like the transition from 2D sprites to 3D models, like a lot of character is just gone. Like how you mentioned Typhlosion, it's just, um, yeah, it's a bad deal. And um, I think idle animations like that, something subtle, will give a lot more character to these uh, Pokemon that we like to collect and have a lot of investment in. And uh, I feel like that's what's kind of made me lose my love i still love the franchise but it's just it's, yeah but uh, your love for the games has died oh it's since it's, X and it's, y. it's hard it's to get excited down, yeah. anymore you kind of know you're going to be let down to an extent you want to have a shiver like a slimmer of hope that the game's going to be good like the last few gens for me at least and then you play them and it's like oh, okay that was all right 
if that. Yeah, no, I, I agree it's tough. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here. Uh, there actually is idle animations for the Pokemon, each and every single Pokemon. However, it's not nearly on the level of what you're talking about. I can't remember the game, but there's some games that are, if you're idling, like, um, the character would do something to be like, you know, why aren't we playing or, you know, something like that. Yeah. I'll have to look it up sometime. But I just think uh, these quality of life changes to the Pokemon game would really go a long way. And if you're the highest selling franchise in the world, you're going to have to step it up eventually. And just with the poses for Monster Hunter, I, I know, Brian, you haven't played a lot of Monster Hunter games or even at all. A little um, Monster Hunter is dare I say, the best franchise in the world when it comes to updating and upgrading their games. The leap from Monster Hunter Generations to Monster Hunter World was the craziest fucking thing I've ever experienced, besides maybe Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is another game that reimagined something we all love. Uh, and it's I love the name Breath of the Wild, because it's like a, literally a breath of fresh air for that franchise. Uh, they're still dungeons, but they're not nearly what they used to be. I think the main critique now for that game is that the world is so open that there's nothing in it, and that the weapons blowing or uh, degrading is stupid. Yeah. Other than that, I'm that game is that. pretty insane. And Monster Hunter upgrades every single uh, in, uh, entry uh, into the series, and it gets better and better. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise is coming out in March. Uh, excuse me, that's gonna look real. I mean, it looks really good too. I played the demo, and I'm like, I'm playing the demo, and I'm like. All right, now we got dogs that we can ride on. Uh, our characters are talking, you know, and it's actually believable. A little goofy, but uh, the combat is even more refined-tuned than Monster Hunter World, once again. And I'm like, you know, Pokemon doesn't have to do that much. They really don't. They are lazy as fuck. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And I really wish somebody else would take over the franchise. That's where I'm at with this point. It's sad that they could do, like, the littlest thing at this point to improve the game, and I would be so impressed. But they can't even do that at this yeah. point. Like I, yeah. I want somebody else to take over for developing because I don't think we have much to worry about. You can't really screw up the franchise. It's literally battling and catching and having fun. Um, I think anyone else would do a better job. Uh, it's pretty sad that we're there. But anyways, we're going to get back into Generation 1 now. <laughs> since we're kind of straight off topic a little. Yeah, uh, <laughs> only like 10, 15 minutes off topic. But uh, we're going to move on to... Uh, let's see real quick. The trading card game. Oh, boy. Another thing that's... Oof. I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty rough. Uh, do you know where you bought your first packs, Brandon? Oh, man. I know it's off the cuff, but do you remember where you bought your first... Your, your, or your parents bought your first uh, booster packs? My very first one, I don't have a fond memory of. Like, I know your story, and... Um, I'm going to hear it again in a bit. Yes, we are. <laughs> but it's a good one. It's a good one, though. You should take pride in that. Absolutely. But I, me, personally, I remember the card wall in a certain Walmart. I can't remember which one. They had to put it behind glass. They should put it behind glass now. It's ridiculous. Um, True that. Yeah. But yeah, I remember those old school blisters with all the, you know, with the starters on them. And uh, I remember just cracking packs for days and finally moving out of my parents house and finding <laughs> all the bulk just lining random boxes and yeah i had a lot of cards and cracked a lot of packs but uh but yeah i remember just base set going in and just do you, you know. remember the first hollow card that you pulled i honestly couldn't tell you okay it's because it wasn't a charizard it's okay yeah 
<laughs> all I know is all I know is I traded a hollow Alakazam for good lord something. I think it was like a Kabutops, but it's a good trade though. Mm, I was gonna say a word, but I can't say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure all of you listening and these two, guys, these three guys sitting here can uh, get it. Uh, yeah, there's we have a secret guest in the background. Um, so, Brian. Do you remember where your parents bought your first packs for you, or where you got a couple of first I think packs? My, I think my dad took me to this card shop, and I think that might have been my first pack I ever got, and they had all the cards, like, what you could get, obviously, like, in, on the display, and I'd never seen, like, a display case of, like, all these cards, so, like, because I'd never been in a card shop, so that blew my mind. So I, I started buying packs like crazy, and I got hooked, and then, yeah, I, I can't remember my first shiny, though, like... Yeah, no, that's yeah, fine. I, it's been a long time, and you know, unless you pull a Charizard, I don't see no. why you wouldn't. Mm. I, I do don't re- see why you wouldn't remember. I do remember, flex, bro, but okay. I remember a ton of base set packs back in the day, though. I don't think I ever opened a first edition one, though. I don't. I oh, may, yeah, may, might have been a little late. I came in a little late, but I think I might have won, but probably not. I know I had a couple first edition base set cards that like came into my possession over mm-hmm. the years. They were mostly beat to shit, but look at that Charizard right now. <laughs> Uh, everyone, my Charizard is sitting behind Brandon, and it looks beautiful. What's that first edition stamp? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's Shadowless, too. Watch <laughs> out. Watch out, Logan Paul. Uh, yeah, so the first time I got a booster pack for Pokemon, uh, my mom was working at a retail store in a mall. Uh, we were waiting for her to get off work so we can all go eat dinner as a family. Uh, my dad took me to KB Toys, and right there when you walk in on the counter, they actually had a booster box, which... God, I just think about how much they're worth now and how much I want to cry for just not knowing the future. Um, my dad bought me some packs. He knew I was into the anime. I believe it was the anime was out already. Either way, I was already into Pokemon. If it wasn't from the game, it was the merch. There was just I was already into it. So he bought me some packs, and I'll never forget till this day, and I still have it. I opened up a Charizard on my first pack, and I was like, man, it's like love at first sight. I was always meant to like this Pokemon. Maybe a little too much. Uh, but I will always cherish that memory because, you know, Pokemon means so much to me and it's just really dope to be able to even open a pack like that, knowing how expensive they are today to be able to appreciate the nostalgia literally, uh, is really great. Uh, but Brandon, what was your favorite gen one trading card set? That's a tough one, man. Um, I'm probably going to have to go with, I would want to say rocket, but I think, I think that's a little you know what i'm gonna go with rocket because it's got my favorite iteration of blastoise dark blastoise has to be yeah. my favorite blastoise art and it's one of my oh, only remaining pokemon cards that i have to this day oh boo <sighs> uh brian what is your favorite trading card set okay so it is not my favorite set but i have the most memories with rocket as well because I used to buy my cards with my dad at Target, and they would always be in the back of the store. You had to go, like, to talk to the person. They had them, because people probably stole them. Um, they had yeah, them where probably. you had to ask. And nearly probably every week we would go in there, and what packs do you guys have? All they ever had was Rocket. Nothing else ever. Like, I would want some Gym Challenge, Gym Heroes, Jungle, Fossil. No. They said... All they ever had was Rocket. So I opened probably... More Rocket Packs than most Pokétubers. <laughs> yeah, dude, probably. Um, 
you know, it's funny, even until this day, the rocket set's, like, not as rare because of that. But there, there was was just there like, just an abundance of No, the there print? was. Yeah. They overprinted it. So oh, man. They got to... Go yeah. ahead, Brandon. No, you're good. Um, no, you're, you're right. They overprinted the hell out of it because I remember seeing an ad from a uh, local game store, essentially, where they were selling booster boxes for, I believe it was, like, $39.99. Oh, yeah, close out uh, clearance. It's nuts. <laughs> I do remember that was the... Was that the first set that had a secret rare? The Dark Red Shoe? I do Dark remember Red pulling Shoe, that. Yeah, that is the first That was rare. exciting. I was really happy, but that's probably the Well, technically, the, the trainer cards from base set were secret rares, but that was only in Japan, right? Was it? Were they? The ones I, that came back in Evolutions? Oh, no. Here Comes Team Rocket is a, a base set um, secret rare. That's right. Yeah. So it's not oh, the, I didn't know that. But it's the first secret rare Pokemon. English? Yes. Yeah. Full on Pokemon. I think that was the only time I opened a Rocket Pack at that point, and I was excited because I had everything else because I opened hundreds and hundreds of those packs. Uh, God, I wish I wasn't such a, you know, so obvious. Base set is easily my favorite. Uh, honestly, though, it's for the hollows. Like, every hollow in base set is damn near flawless in my mind. So, that's all I got to say to that. Mm-hmm. Clefairy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Pit, was it Pidgeotto's a, Pidgeotto's a star? And then, I don't know. Anyways, so now we're going to move on to favorite Pokemon card from Gen 1. Uh, I've already said Charizard in the past, so I chose something else. Uh, till this day, though, I think this is really one of the best-looking arts, and you can get the first edition one for pretty good, and it's Dark Charmeleon. Uh, I think that card is insane. He's uh, He looks like he's about to murder you, and he's going to... Uh, a spiral of flames going all around him. Uh, seriously, that card is easily the winner. Even if I wasn't such a Charizard fan, it'd be Dark Charmeleon. Uh, Brian, what is your favorite Pokemon card from Gen 1? Oh, man, I don't know if I have one in particular, but I really liked all the hollows in um, the Fossil set. The Fossil set had a lot of cool hollows in it. I liked it? Kabutops, oh, the birds. What was it? Zapdos? Was Dragonite. it all three of them? Dragonite. Yeah, it had Zapdos, Moltres, and Articuno. Dragonite, uh, Dragonite Lapras. Lapras. Ooh, I love that, that Lapras was dope. That was a dope Lapras. I like the hollows in that set. Or something too. Yeah, it looked uh, completely prehistoric. You would think it's a... Looking at that card art, you'd think it's a fossil. Yeah. Even though it's not... Damn. Yeah, so Brandon, you're next. What's your favorite Pokemon card from Gen 1? Specifically from the Gen 1. Yeah. Ooh. That's a tough one, man. I didn't really put too much thought into that, but like I said, that Dark Blastoise from Rocket. Well, it sounds like the way you talked about Dark Blastoise, that that would probably in this moment take the cake. I mean, that card in Hollow is something to just stare at all day. I'm it's sure. It's beautiful, yeah. And there's one thing we forgot to talk about. So my favorite set, I'm going to take that back real quick, uh, Legendary Collection. The first set to have oh. reverse cards. Till this day, those firework reverse cards are some of my favorite cards ever printed. Um, just outstanding to see Dark Blastoise is one of them, uh, you know, get the reverse treatment. My only issue with the set at the time, and probably till this day, is that the Charizard and Venusaur were from base set, but Blastoise was from Rockets. Hmm. So you can't get a reverse trio. Yeah, Yeah. you can't get a reverse trio of the original art. So I'm like, why didn't you just do Dark Charizard and Dark Venusaur? Have you ever seen Dark Venusaur, though? It's pretty ugly. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. I was never... But I mean, it kind of proves that Dark Blastoise is best Blast Blastoise art. So. <laughs> uh, he is absolutely incredible. Um, I want to move on to the anime real quick. Can I tell one more story about? Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I have one more story about the cards. So back when Pokemon the base set was getting pretty big, um, my dad found bootleg cards at a gas station. <laughs> Love it. At first, no big deal. 
And then we, my dad figured it out. You hold them to the light and they're see-through. And I'm like, oh, crap. What am I going to do with these? So I walked over to the neighbor, neighbor kid's house. Oh, shit. And we were looking at Pokemon cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, whoa, a non-holographic Ninetales? I've never seen that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's really rare. And he was like, really? I'll give her this holographic first edition Dragonite for it. So I'm like, oh, oh my deal. God, dude. So, yeah, I, I already knew at that point they were fake, but it's like... I thought you were going to say... <laughs> you doesn't know any better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I thought you were going to say you already knew at that point you were a scumbag in life. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how many of us did that, though? I remember, like, the ice cream man selling fake Yu-Gi-Oh cards and shit. And you can, if you hold them up to the light, you can see through them. That was, like, the main way you could well, tell that they were fake. God bless that kid for being gullible. Yeah. God bless him. First. I remember going to the swap meet and picking up Dude, the swap fake packs. Meet. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Remember all the Pokemon merch, too? Like, the fake plushes and stuff? Man, those man. things are nightmares. I have, a, actually, a tale or a story. Um, about uh, knockoff Pokemon merch that I wore to a family vacation up in the mountains at the lake, and uh, mountains at the lake. Um, no doxing, but you know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about, right? I don't. Well, no, I. The way you said the mountains at the lake really just like I think I had a stroke. Or the lake in the mountains. Oh shit! Currently having a stroke. Maybe right it's now. the dragon in a mountain. <laughs> but uh, the Hobbit best trilogy ever. Uh, it was when the Pokemon thing was booming, and I got my blue version. I was a fan, right? Well, my, oh, bless her heart, my mom, she got me a shirt with a Pikachu on it, and... It's like stabbing Blastoise or something? No, it was baked, it was an apple pie, and it said Tokemon on it. And oh my God. Somewhere in my possessions, I have that picture. Yeah. To this day, yeah, man, it's... Jesus uh, Christ, that's horrible. <laughs> oh my God, I'm laughing at something else. Was but, that one me? Yeah, you fucking prick. Um, dude, that is crazy. You know what? I know Brandon's mom. She's a sweet lady, but man, I can see that. I can see that. She's like, oh, that'd be great. My son really loves Pokemon. Little does she know that Pikachu is not the Pikachu that you're, you're used to. Hey, man, it was the dollar t-shirt. What a bargain. Bless her heart. Do you remember any of like the uh, knockoff toys that people made and stuff that are like, literally a thing of nightmares? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah those Off colors, shinies, if you will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Charizard's got like a fucking third eye and shit. Purple Charizard. There you go, kid. Hey, man, that's not cool. He was purple at one point. He was purple in Gen 2, okay? Okay. Um, okay, sorry to derail you right there, but uh, no, nah, dude, that was funny as shit. You need to share any stories you remember <laughs> uh, as we go through the generations. Any fun stories or moments? I love it. Uh, we're gonna move on to the anime uh, Gen One only, and I just want to know your guys' favorite moment from the anime. I wish I didn't sound so typical, but my favorite moment from the anime is Charizard versus Magmar. Uh, I really believe that's one of the best fights. And once again, talking about the games and the future of them. I really wish some of the fights and battles were like the anime, but they're not. So that's my favorite moment. Uh, I just I don't know. It was such an iconic moment though in the the series because I think it was almost I think it was two parts. Yeah. I believe it was two uh, two parts, but that seismic toss, man, that's some next level shit. Brandon, what is your favorite moment from the anime? I've got quite a few that come to mind. Um, honestly. I'm going to go ahead and bring up the... I think the number one is uh, definitely the encounter with the fossil Pokemon and Charmeleon evolving into Charizard. I think that's got to be, like, my favorite episode and kind of, like, oh, shit moment, you know? It's like, oh, it's finally happening, and... Yeah. There's some really dark tones to that episode. There really are, and it cut deep, man, and it It, was a... That was a good episode. Thank you for choosing Charmeleon. 
No, but yeah. seriously though, that scene I might go watch that after this. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's the one that really stands out. And you know, I'm not a Charizard stan or big fan. I think he's a great Pokemon. I'm. It's not that's my absolute favorite, boy. but I. <laughs> I think it's still an excellent moment in the series, and uh, yeah, I think it just played out really well. Brian. What is your favorite moment from the anime? Well, Brandon, you had the exact same moment as me, but yeah. <laughs> my reason was because it was only one episode before that Charmander evolved into Charmeleon, and like it was only it was the very next episode he evolved into the Charizard, and that was like blew my mind, and I was like, "What's going on?" It was only Charmeleon for not even one episode. That what, was was it? Yeah, the very it next was, episode. Yeah, I think it was pretty quick. It yeah. was the Executor one where he evolved into Charmeleon, and then the very next one was the Fossil one, and that's what like threw me off and like yeah that was crazy so i remember that and yeah, i do and that is it kind of plays into the game's mechanics a little bit because imagine getting a pokemon and it in a trade yeah yeah and it gets far past its recommended level for the amount of badges you have and mm. its quick growth kind of reflects how little he respects ash so yeah. I think it's a cool little bit so you know what's crazy about that uh, scene it's basically Charmeleon just hates Aerodactyl because it can fly and Charmeleon wants to fly so that's why he evolved oh yeah he evolved out of anger but what's crazy about that is that's what Bagon is based on oh, Bagon yeah. to Salamence is based on the fact that it's always dreamed of flying really? so I wonder if that episode made them come up with the idea of let's make a different Pokemon where it's Pokedex entries about that yeah, Shell, or, uh, Bagon's dream is to fly. That's why it becomes yeah. a Salamence. And how he tries to achieve that dream is he literally yeets himself off of cliffs and <laughs> yeah, lands on his yeah. thick-ass head. So, yeah. Oh, man, I love Bagon. <laughs> I love great. Bagon so much. Big head ass. Oh, man. Uh, Gen 3 for life. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Uh, okay, so the next question I have for you guys is about the first Pokemon movie. And I put in our notes, like, how hyped were you when this got announced? Uh, Pokemon was quickly taking over the entire world. Uh, There's a movie in theaters, and it come, came with that ancient Mew card, which even though everyone had, you still felt like a badass for having. I thought the ancient Mew came with Pokemon 2000. I'm pretty darn. Yeah, because it was in Pokemon 2000, the ancient no, Mew card. No, Mew was in Pokemon, the first movie. No, the ancient Mew card. No, no, it's Pokemon, the first movie. Because the birds, I think the birds were with 2000, no? Yeah, the ancient Mew card was in 2000, dude. No, it's not. I'm willing to bet them up. Okay, well, we're going to pause this real quick and find out. <laughs> oh, Ryan, could you look that up, please? We're pausing. Like... All right, everyone. Uh, we've done our research, and Ryan's right. Fuck. Anyways, where were we? We were talking about the movies. And how hyped we were to yeah. have a Pokemon movie in theaters. Oh, yeah, we didn't even get into like everyone's opinion. So oh, yeah. I just remember being dope, man. Just like seeing a better version of the anime on the big screen. Uh, it was pretty amazing. What about you, Brian? I was really excited for it, just how much they were hyping up Mewtwo. Wasn't he in, like, little clips of the anime around that time? Very, very with little. Giovanni? Yeah. So that was already getting me hyped, and this Pokemon seemed like the ultimate Pokemon. And, it, yeah, it delivered. It was a great movie. Looking back, it's extremely cheesy, but... Man, how many times did you guys cry? Oh, I cried in theaters. My parents were looking at me like... What a fucking loser. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my, Pretty sure my brothers made fun of me. I cried. You don't remember what the cry for? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. When the clones are fighting each other. You're like, look, of course. Brian is looking at us like, you fucking pansies. That song? No, I cried during that. I probably. Brother, my brother. Man. What do we find? <laughs> that song, like, still oh, to yeah. this day, like, pops in my head every now and then. You're like, oh, my God. It's like the G chord. It's just like, I hear it, and it's like, oh. It's horrible. I remember 
looking at my dad's face when he was watching Pikachu's Vacation, and he was like, oh, what did I get myself into? Because remember the whole... They don't say anything in Pikachu's Vacation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. just like, Pika Pika, Bulba Bulba. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Can you, but I will say the dialogue in that short, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Ten All out the out parents that had to see that, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Brandon, what were your first impressions, or uh, were you excited for the movie? Oh, yeah, I was, uh, I was unbelievably excited. I mean... Growing up, I uh, ate a lot of fast food, so naturally, I was already a fan of Burger King. So getting the, getting the toys and all that, all that extra merch that ties into the movie, uh, really cemented it for me. I was, I was so stoked for it, and uh, finally seeing it in theaters, it was, uh, it was like getting blue version on Christmas. It was a whole new experience. Man, shout out to Burger King! I got the gold card Charizard over there. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh Burger. my god, dude. What a what a time to be alive. Can I just go back to that time and never open up a pack and then sell it for fucking $3,000? Anywho, I'm not salty or anything. Was that the same time? I know they had the gold cards, but they also had like regular Pokemon po- Pokeball toys, right? Yeah, they had Pokeball yeah. toys. Uh, I think one of the most popular ones, uh, Brandon actually has. I remember the uh, Nitto King that came with it. The, it was like a Nitto King kind of like keychain, yeah, essentially. Yeah, I, I have it over here. Um, the most notable toy... Out of that that you're talking about is the Gyarados. So it's uh, like these yeah. plushies that they came out with, which I lost my Charmeleon when I was a kid, and I'm sad, and I always try to look for it. But they're plushies that had foil bodies. Yeah. Um, I can show you guys when we're done. Uh, but Gyarados was the most popular one, and believe it or not, at Frankenstein's, uh, one of the coolest booths there, they actually have a box boxes of Burger King toys that they got a hold of from somebody's oh, wow. storage unit. Uh, good times, man. Absolutely. Good times. A fond memory I have of the Burger King toys in general was I remember growing up and me and my sister went to Burger King with my dad. He took us to the drive-thru so we could get the toys specifically we were trying to get them. (laughs) I think I might have told you the story at some point. Um, We were in the drive-thru. It was a long line because everybody was trying to get these toys. We got up to the, the menu and there was a sign that said that they were out of Pokemon toys. And instantly, my dad was like, nope, and drove out of the drive-thru, like, over a bush oh, <laughs> into the street. And it was just like, I remember laughing so hard. Like, and I will never forget that. Like, Man. no Pokemon toys, nope. Like, knocked out a bush. But <laughs> I forgot. I forgot how much of a phenomenon Pokemon was back yeah. in the day. I could see your dad doing that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something my dad would do. <laughs> Oh, man, our parents, God love them. They yeah. endured a lot when it comes to Pokemon in our lives and us bugging them, and God bless them so yeah. much. Because yeah. let me tell you, I gave them so much shit. I was like, we got to get this toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's horrible. Uh, do you guys have anything else to say about the movie? Um, you know, you don't have to review it or anything. I'm just saying, like, you know, Generation 1, uh, honestly, they started off pretty strong. I think you made a good point. You know, the movie really delivered, man, like, a lot. It's really good. I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a great movie. Um, For what it was back then. Yeah, I don't... No. It's not like I can sit back and watch it in this day and age and be like, wow, I really like this. It's like, it's purely a nostalgia thing. Like, it's a good movie, but I don't really ever need to rewatch it. For the sake of conversation, did you guys watch the remake that they released on Netflix? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. I wasn't happy about it, but... Really? Yeah. I thought no. the animation was weird and kind of creepy. It was super extent. creepy. I couldn't. But I enjoyed the film. Like, it still held up pretty well. I can't remember all my memories because it's been a year, but I just remember, like, it was, like, a chore to watch. It was, like, ugh, like, everything about this is worse than the original. The was art it? style was goofy. Like, it, I understand they wanted to make it CG, and that's totally fine, but 
I don't know. Was it awkward looking to you? No, it, no. The, the, the characters, gave me the characters themselves, looked horrible. But when it comes to like the Pokemon's animations, it was, they look pretty. It's a little better, but yeah. Like, but it's just yeah, like it's, like it's just like we it. talked about with the two D sprites versus the three D sprites. Like you know, you don't need to remake it with in three D, which is you know the CGI that they use. Yeah. Uh, pretty horrible. Uh, do you guys have anything else to say about the movie? Once again, we're not reviewing it. Just kind of bringing it up. The memories. Any, uh, any other memories you got? I'll never forgive uh, that trainer who has a Pidgeot calling you Pidgeotto. That was the thing. Oh yeah, thing. yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember that. that. There's a, there's it's so funny to like look back on earlier days of Pokemon, and it literally just hit me like a like a train. Uh, the errors. Oh yeah. Uh, that well, they would make. Doesn't the Poke Rep have at least two errors? I can't think of them off the top <laughs> the of my head. Off the top oh my god! How have we not talked about that yet? Jeez. The Poke Rep. There was. I think it says Graveler, and it shows Geodude or something to that extent. And there's another one where it's similar to that. They just say the wrong Pokemon that pops up. As a seven-year-old, I was like, come on, guys, get your shit together. Even I know this. When you guys were younger, could did you know like all the Pokemon rap by heart? Oh, uh, when I was a kid, yeah. There was only like one part of it. I remember the... Whichever part had Charmeleon. I remember that. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, do I remember it now? No. 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 <laughs> Look at Tormentoros. Uh, something Nidoran... Some, Charmeleon, War Turtle, Mewtwo, Tentacruel, Aerodactyl. I, that's the oh one I yes. that was, I was like, is that going to keep this going? That's enough? the section I remember. Bars. I think that was one of the last ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're done uh, with the movie. Kind of wanted to jump back into um, the games. Uh, I should have done this earlier, so that's my mistake. Terrible host. Uh, who was your guys' favorite gym leader in Gen 1? Brian, take it away. Man, Gen 1, I really don't have a, a favorite. I mean, they're all pretty cool gym leaders. I'd have to say Blaine or Lieutenant Surge. I mean, and that's purely picking on because I like fire and electric types. I wouldn't say I really generally like the leader. I do like the mechanic of the trash can, as annoying as it is. Everybody hates it. <laughs> wow, he's really making it. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody hates it, but no. He's it, really was, it was a cool little puzzle. It was a cool little puzzle. So I'll go with Lieutenant Surge. Brandon, his team should have been a little different, though. His team should have been super different. I feel like it should have had an Electabuzz for something. No, it was kind no, of early. It was early game, though. It was early game. Well, it's because the anime that he had Raichu. Yeah. But, man, Electabuzz early game would have been tough. Yeah. That yeah. Been Could dope. you only get him post-game at Power Plant? No, you didn't even have to post-game to get to Power Plant, no, did you? Yeah, you yeah. could just... Once you get Surf, you can get him. Yeah, Surf is, like, at That's least right. halfway right. through the game, you know? Yeah. Brandon, who's I'm your go, favorite gym leader? I'm going with Sabrina. You know, this is a psychic waifu over here. Why is she your favorite brand? I'm a simp for the psychics. I don't know, man. She's just a. Uh, she's super cool. She's like one of the first. Well, not one of the first, but she has a band card after her. So I think that's kind of neat. Um, her gym in the first couple iterations of the games were just complex puzzles, and I don't know. I just uh, really like her, and also the anime. Her episode with uh, the dollhouse and everything. I just I just think that was super rad and. That part yeah. of the anime was trippy as a kid. I was like, oh, I yeah. don't know how I feel Yeah, like that this. was definitely trippy. Yeah, but when I'm thinking about it, I think when it comes down to all the gym leaders, she's got to stand out as, like, my my favorite. And honestly, gym leader Giovanni's close second. That was a cool surprise. That was a really cool surprise. Talk about your first plot yeah. twist, man. That was nuts. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Because you went into the gym not knowing who it was, and then you get to the end, and it's Giovanni. Yeah. You didn't, yeah, you didn't. Especially because you already walked past Viridian Gym in the beginning of the game, 
but you don't know who it is, and then you don't find out till the end of the game. You circle back. Mm-hmm. I think that was more of a plot twist. Is that that was the last gen? Like I think that I think I was more surprised by that as a kid than the actual person. I don't remember being surprised. Like oh, it's Giovanni. Yeah. Oh, well, you can kind of see like oh, uh, there is a gym there. I just can't gym, get to it. Right gym's now. closed due to something or other. Little do you know, it's actually due to criminal activities because Giovanni's the best kind of scumbag you could ever have in a yeah. gym. Damn, dude, he's a scumbag. Well, yeah. Uh, I chose Blaine. Natural. Just to role play the anime. Yeah, I just thought it was really cool to fight him. So I fought Magma Recharizard again. Didn't he look completely different in the original red and blue and in the anime because they, like, changed his design? Like, or no, I forgot, like, they didn't see There's it. something different about him. Yeah, I don't know what I it is. I think it was completely but... different in the yeah. games. There was a reason, but I cannot remember it right now. Yeah. Well, I know in, in the anime... There's uh, his the initial interaction with him from the main characters. He's portraying like a dude who has like blonde kind of long hair. He's got a different persona on to try and well, trick them. That's what it was. Yeah, I think I think that's what you're yeah. referring to. So moving on to Elite Four, not many options here. Uh, I chose Lance because uh, we didn't know about dragons at all. So you want to talk about a plot twist? Dragonite was a crazy ass plot twist. Didn't know anything about this Pokemon before getting to it. Uh, I think he had Dragonair on his team as well. He had like two or three of them. Uh, Gen 2 Lance is way cooler, but, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, Just what a crazy trainer, though. He looked really cool. And then seeing Dragonite, I was like, oh my god, I want that. And that's why I chose Lance. Uh, yeah. Very, very boring, very simple. Uh, Brian, uh, who is your favorite Elite Four member? Probably Koga, just because I like I like the poison type in general. I don't have a reason, but I like the status affix, aff, affliction of poison. Like it's always been the it's best. Gen two. Uh, oh no, you're totally right. I'm wrong. Yeah, because oh. he was a gym leader in Gen one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Fuchsia's. Fuchsia's yeah, you can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, this guy claims he's a fan. No, Gen one is uh, Lorelai, uh, um, uh, Bruno, Bruno, Agatha, and Lance. I guess I'd go with Agatha then, just because of her team, like the Gengars. Like, even though Gengar's broken because of its typing, it's supposed to be Ghost is supposed to be the psychic killer. Like that's its whole thing. But because <laughs> it's part poison, it's weak to psychic, so it's useless. That always <laughs> annoyed me once I figured it out. Yeah, that was. Why couldn't rough. I understand? It, it, why couldn't it have been pure Ghost? I understand it's poison gas. But Ghost is supposed to beat Psychic. Like, that's its whole thing. I think and it ba- can't. Yeah, I think, I think this is a good point. Back in the day, I didn't think they had the foresight to do this, but they could easily have it be uh, Ghastly being a poisonous gas cloud and then semi-purifying itself to be Haunter, and then once it hits Gengar, it's just pure Ghost. Yeah. That would be a cool bit. That but makes I think, sense. I think they, would, like, they didn't have that kind of foresight to lose a type. I think that was kind of maybe taboo in the earlier gen. That's the reason why Psychic is just so overpowered, because, like, Maybe. nothing's good against it. I think just in general, Gengar being a poison type is stupid. Yeah, I mean, it, look like a it didn't need Pokemon. to be. Yeah, just because he's purple. I think Ghastly makes sense, but it didn't need to be. You could get away with it just being a pure ghost. Yeah. I'd rather just be a pure ghost. I'm surprised they haven't fixed that. Uh, Brandon, who's your favorite Elite Four member? Okay, so... 
talked about my psychic waifu. Now I'm talking about my ice queen, Lorelai, my girl. Man, she is thick in the best <laughs> way possible. Yes, she is. She is 100. Like, yeah, she's attractive. But uh, I remember oh. her. Uh, <laughs> that her, isn't why you chose her. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's it's a it's a big reason. Her team. What was it? Was it earlier? Was uh, two big reasons? Right. Oh yeah, yeah, she was a little bit gifted in the anime, especially. Oh lord. Oh, yeah. I, I got what you're yeah, saying. Right deep cut to. Yeah. Wait, what did you say about the what? <laughs> I said she was a little bit gifted in the anime. Was she? Was she pretty? She had a great person, big personality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, she but... had some bags of fun. Oh god. <laughs> but yeah, Lorelai, she uh, you know being the first. Uh... Let's just say she had some cannons, huh? She was my. <laughs> and I ain't talking about Blastoise. <laughs> oh, uh, Brandon, why is she your favorite? Sorry. Well, okay. So all that aside, she was. She's the first one you fight in the Elite Four, correct? Yeah. She's yeah. A good fight right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first fight, she had another one of my favorite Gen One Pokemon, Good Lord. Uh, Lapras. So yeah, I just think just you know, you you never you always remember your first, you know. So you, you always remember your first. She always did put up a good fight though. I like her team, you know. Yeah, I like her team Lapras. A lot. Uh, one more thing before we move on to the trivia, I got for you guys. Ooh. So uh, across the board with Gen One, uh, what is your favorite music and scene? With that music. So I chose the champion battle with Gary, or whoever you called him. Uh, seriously, that music is my favorite. Like, I have it on my damn phone. Uh, I'll play it for you guys after this if you don't remember. But uh, do you have a favorite moment? So, like, Vermilion City, or Lavender, or uh, Ver- uh, Viridian Forest, or Lavender Town, like that music. Uh, is there anything you guys remember that really uh, stands out to you? Well, it's not the music per se, but, like, when I first acquired the vinyl soundtrack... It's a total bootleg, but it's, like, crazy rare now. But, like, hearing that soundtrack just, like, on vinyl was, like, the weirdest thing to me. And then listening to it, it's, like, it brought back so many memories. Like, I really love Lavender Town as played out as that one is. Like, but, yeah, just owning that soundtrack, like, it was always really special to me having that. Yeah. Brandon, do you have a favorite uh, piece of music from the games that you can remember or just like a, a scene that you know had a piece of music to it? Uh, when it comes to the first games, I'm going to have to say the uh, Pokemon Center theme. I remember... Oh, you just, can't go wrong with the Pokemon Center. Yeah, you really can't go wrong. I remember sitting in there and just kind of letting the music take over essentially. And while I was, you know, you, you get the classic uh, healing sound and then cut straight back to that kind of music. Uh, I remember having my Game Boy on, wasting batteries, but just having it play while I was taking a rest from the game, too. So so I think that's, like, the the standout music for me for Gen 1. Yeah, you really can't go wrong with the music from those games. It's more of the sound effects, too, though, that really probably stand out to you guys, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like when you when you smell something and it just triggers all these, like, memories and, you know... Like a fart? <laughs> Not about what you had for dinner, but, you know, I, I get, yeah. Yeah. Essentially a fart. Well, guys, we're almost done here. Uh, before we wrap it up, I have a little uh, trivia quiz for you guys. We're going to see who wins. It's Brian versus Brandon. Oh, I can't wait to fail. Uh, <laughs> may the best Gen 1 win. <laughs> may the best Gen 1 win. So before we wrap this up, we're going to do some trivia. Uh, to start it off, Red and, Red and Blue's original release year in North America was A, 1995, B, 1996, C, 1997, or D, 1998? Brandon, which one is it? Well, wait, uh, n- um, North America, right? Yeah, North America. N- not, not uh, Japan, North America. 95, 96, 97, or 98? 
I'm going to go with 98. Uh, Brian, so is it 1995, 1996, 1997, or 1998? I want to say 96, but I think that's the original, original release, so I'm going to say 98. Uh, You're both correct. It is 1998, uh, September 20th, 1998. What move can be learned from TM-15? Ice Beam, Hyper Beam, Solar Beam, or Bubble Beam? Brian. Say the four again real quick. Please. What what move can be <laughs> no, learned? Just the moves. I know, just I know. Hold on. I'm just doing it for the audience. What move can be learned from TM15? Ice beam, hyper beam, solar beam, or bubble beam? I'm going to go with ice beam. Okay. Uh, Brandon, ice beam, hyper beam, solar beam, or bubble beam for TM15? Gen 1. Uh, I'm going to go with bubble beam. You're both wrong. It's hyper beam. I, it's I actually, wasn't going to say hyper It's beam, literally though. never changed. Really? It's been yeah. TM15 the, higher, the entire time. But I, dude, I was on the toilet riding this yesterday and I was like, well, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get all the beams in one. <laughs> uh, so my second, or my third trivia question for you guys is how much does Snorlax weigh? 673 pounds, 918 pounds, 868 pounds, or 1,014 pounds? Brandon, do you want to hear your choices again? Uh, I think I'm going to go with... Oh, my God. I, I like, not so much the specifics, but the range. I'm pretty sure it's... I'm going to go with the first option, 600. So Brandon chose 673 pounds. Uh, Brian, your options are 673 pounds, 918 pounds... 868 pounds or 1,014? I remember this one for because for the longest time, Snorlax was the heaviest Pokemon, so it's 1,014. Brian's right. I thought it was a trick question. Damn. It's not. <laughs> he actually, unfortunately, is as much as you think. He was the heaviest for a very long time Gen until Whale Lord. Was gr- oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, last chance to tie it, and then I'll have to come up with a tiebreaker. Uh, Brandon, what HM... Do you get in the Safari Zone? Strength, Surf, Fly, or Flash? I'm going to go with Surf. Brian, which one? Surf. Okay. And you get the golden teeth in there, too. Yeah, so Brian wins the first ever It Just Works trivia. Congrats, Brian. Wow. Uh, That is it, everyone, for the Generation 1 discussion of Pokemon, whether it's the anime, movies, or video games. I think we covered a lot here there's probably a lot we missed that you know the listeners are probably pulling their hair out by now. But yeah, thank you guys so much for being on the show, uh, Brandon. Thank you so much for being on. Hey, thank you for having me back. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. Don't forget to check out another vinyl page on Instagram. Once again, that is another vinyl page. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. And everyone, that is the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host Ryan, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.